HBs, I've been busy. Over the past year, I've been secretly organizing a new romance series with Jenny Nordback and Katie Robert over at Bonkers Romance. It all centers around our fictional Samhain festival, The Shadow Market. And on July 11th, we're launching a Kickstarter for special editions, advanced ebooks, and tons of other cool stuff. Seriously, we've worked so hard, and I'm incredibly proud of what we've created with authors like, oh, I don't know, Sierra Simone, Adriana Herrera. Ooh! I'm linking the Kickstarter in the show notes so that you can follow before the campaign launches. Tears are going to be limited, so you're going to want to be notified when we finally unleash Katie and she pushes that go button. See you there. Hey everyone, welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends normally recap romance novels with a comedic touch but lately have been crushing on Lord Sebastian St. Vincent so hard that we've hit new heights of giddy and ridiculous. This week, we were gifted with an epic bit of brilliance from HB Becky and her super hot husband. So make sure to stick around for a very special song in the outro. Now, to Becky of House Snackasaur, Empress of Canada and Sick Memes, first of her name, protector of all pals, Crusher of Gushers, Savior of Trash Can Cake, Co-Conspirator of Dismantling White Supremacist Patriarchy, The Silver-Tongued, Hoarder of High Chews, The Straight Shot of Joy. We humbly submit our thanks and devotion to you and your esteemed Royal Consort. And now we're here for the exciting conclusion. We're back to bowing down to the sexiness and perfection that is Sebastian St. Vincent in Devil in Winter by Lisa Kleypas. Here we go. Oh, hey, Aaron. Oh, hi. Are you so ready for this? What we're doing today? Are you ready? Yeah, I feel like the way you're saying ready has like a different connotation than like, is your Kindle up? I mean, have you made yourself ready for St. Vincent and I? (laughs) Didn't we determine that what that means is just washing your vagina? (laughs) That's that's heaving bosoms canon. Apparently, it's like, get out of all your snaps, unlace your corset, brush your hair 33,000 times. Like, it's all that nonsense. I mean, I have done those things. I did just take a shower. Oh. And I'm not wearing any snaps. Perfect. (laughs) Me neither, actually, that I think about it. I am ready. You're wearing like a scarf that you would wear to the out for people outside of your house to see. You're you're wearing like a fancy scarf that you would wear like the opera or something. Yeah, agreed. So I don't know if anybody knows about my obsession with knockoff pashminas. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know what though? I feel like just by knowing you on the podcast, they could probably guess that you. (laughs) Session with knockoff pashminas. Like, that's very on brand. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just a, a truth of my life. So I discovered because I'm like always cold, you know? It's you just, are cold. And we we spent so much money on like heating the house last month. 
So I'm even colder now. And then I remembered I have all of these beautiful pashminas that I don't, well, knockoff pashminas, <laughs> that I don't wear anymore because I don't go outside. And I was like, right. you know what? Fuck it. They're warm. Yeah. They're beautiful. It looks like I have a an accessory on. And I'm uh-huh. like with it. I'm a t- lady who has it together. And it's a big scam. I have a question for you. What's up? Have you tried wearing an electric blanket around the house and just always <laughs> being near an outlet? <laughs> because Is that an Aaron life hack? <laughs> yeah, it's a life hack. You can just... And then the other day I said to somebody like, why haven't they... It's so crazy that they haven't invented electric blankets that have a battery pack. And they were like, they have. <laughs> Instead of me just going from outlet to outlet, like plugging in. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Wearing it like a cape. I love that so much. Can I tell you about a thing that happened this week? Sure. Okay. So Jennifer, Jen from Post Pouring Company sent me a couple of candles because in our self-care boner boxes, we put a bunch of, um, well, we put a, a post porco candle in each one because we decided to support small business owning HBs as much as we could. So there's like a t-shirt from Rachel Ross and of course, Chickaloo Kate stuff and then candles from post porco. And this, this is Patreon stuff. This is what you get if you're. Yeah. Self-care you boner, said the boner level, but I didn't know if you said Patreon. Oh, this yeah, is yeah, Patreon yeah. stuff. Yeah. So we sent those out. So she sent me, I got a surprise box, a can, a couple of candles. And one of them is her keep being a badass candle. So it's sitting on my dining room table, as you do, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's totally mm-hmm. normal. So Ember was sitting there at the dining room table. He's like munching on some noodles or whatever. And Michael and I just hear him going, bah, bah, bad, bah, bad, ah. Bad at Dad. What's a badass? <laughs> <laughs> and what did you say? Well, Michael took that one because I was like a little bit further away, and he was and like, he was oh. like, "Mommy is Ember. Mommy <laughs> oh, is." If only. Although that would create so many more problems. <laughs> that would, yeah, that would create an issue. Instead, he said, "Oh, but don't worry about it. That's a grown-up word. We can talk mm-hmm. about it later." <laughs> Later, like in years. <laughs> years. When you put it together on your own, when you understand compound words, we will talk about it. <laughs> you know, and that's going to seep into his head oh, for yeah. so long. He's going to see that candle every day and be like, I need to know. I need to. That will become a part of his adult memory. And isn't it so cool? Because the label on it is like this badass lady, like showing her muscle or something. It's basically like a Rosie the Riveter. Uh, lady on it. Oh, and then so, that changed because I used to have keeping a badass, and it was like a lady reading. I thought. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's changed them. They're like, oh, okay. they're like super extra chic now. They were great before, but they're like really cool and vivid now. Anyway, yeah, and then I think she may have sent me some candles too, but I haven't checked my box. You haven't in a picked bit. it up yet, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other day we were like listening to the kids out in the living room. You know, we were just like in the kitchen, and Michael goes, "What Ember just say?" And I was like, I don't know, I didn't hear him say anything because <laughs> I tuned them out so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, hey, Amber, what'd you just say? And he goes, I said, heaving bosoms. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and so Michael immediately starts muttering, 
we're gonna get so many calls from the school district badass hating bosoms <laughs> like parents are gonna call and i was like yeah they are yeah, and i'm gonna say are. we're a sex positive household i can't wait to tell them <laughs> about my small business <laughs> yeah. yep melody like it's like free advertising can't That's wait it's right. <laughs> got a little bullhorn out there <laughs> i think i told you about the time that i was with a child at a restaurant and there was um a flyer for the vagina monologues Ooh. And he was maybe 10 at the yeah. time, uh-huh. nine maybe. I don't know. But he saw the thing and he was reading all the different flyers out loud. Or well, he loves doing that, especially at 10. I remember yes. that. Yeah. And he was reading everything out loud. And then all of a sudden he shouted, the Vagina Monologos. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny. Oh, it's so pure. <laughs> he didn't ask what it meant or anything. He was just so confident yeah. in, the, in the idea that that was the kind of pronunciation yeah <laughs> i love it um okay are you ready to do this yeah are born you ready ready okay listener. part three the final installment probably the final of the devil in winter mm-hmm. yeah i'm making mm-hmm. no promises but probably probably so probably. when we left you listener <laughs> evie and Sebastian St. Vincent, the most um, the most sexiest of the lords of all the, the Claypus kidnapper and oh, attempted rapist that's the one we've does, ever read about. He does such a good threaten. So they have just made their bet. Evie's like, uh, you want this? Then you spend three Lock months it up. totally celibate. Yeah, put your dick in a cage and and three months we're it's it's on we're doing it forever and keep in mind that part of this was that he he specified after that she didn't say he couldn't kiss her that's right he can kiss her as often as he wants and as long as he wants and that is what she will give him to do this damn you he said yes yes and also there's been this joss bullard problem right because this also Then there's the Mary, B plot. Like, and it's like, uh, he's like Ooh. around and he's trying to kill her. Um, B plot, B plot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. So he got away because Cam, Cam like grew up with him and he was like, you need to just fuck off before Sebastian St. Vincent kills you. Mm-hmm. And Joss Bullard did. And Cam noticed when, you know, he did that, that Joss was like a little weird. He was like a yeah. little weird. So has Cam already gone and had the conversation with him and everything? Yeah, yeah. We Where Bullard's it. like, I want to kill her and like throw her to the rats until it's just bones and nuva rings. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's verbatim, okay. too. I remember that quote from the book. It was very just bones jarring and to me. Yeah, I know. Just bones and nuva rings. That's all that's left. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right. I don't know what episode that's a callback to. We've had a lot of callbacks in this series. We have. No, that that was from um, Naked Werewolf, one of the Naked Werewolves. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was. Molly yeah. Harper. Molly Harper. Okay. All right. So St. Vincent is like, I want you to hire every private investigator in London town, and we're going to find this motherfucker, goddammit, because nobody mm-hmm. comes after my wife. Suddenly... St. Vincent, who would kidnap and threaten to rape and marry yeah. somebody against their will to avoid being poor, now spare no expense. Uh, I will be the poorest. Burn down the club if you must. <laughs> Hire every investigator in town. His priorities have changed, Aaron. They have. Woo! All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So she says, don't take your anger out on Cam because he's been yelling at mm-hmm. him about letting Bullard go. 
And he goes, that's Mr. Rohan to you. And she's mm-hmm. like, he's been my friend since I was five. What is your issue? You act like I've had admirers clamoring for my attention. And like men used to go out of their way to avoid me, including you. Mm-hmm. So like, lock it up. <laughs> lock it up. Go. And he he flips it and he's like, you didn't make it easy to approach you. The male ego is fragile, and I assure you that one smile is all I would have needed to jump on you like a grouse on a laurel. Woo! I don't like know a, what like that a meant, clown but on it a sounded pogo like stick. a thick. Oh, did you say clown on a pogo That's stick? One, that is a yeah. different sort of thing. I disagree. <laughs> like a like a wait. Tiger. I really want to. On a mug- muskrat. <laughs> yeah, that's more normal. Let's go. Let's like walk a- back to the clown thing. Is that a hot analogy for you? Just a clown bouncing up and down on a pogo stick? I doubt that a grouse is any hotter. <laughs> like grouse. I think really anything would be. Right? <laughs> I think anything would be hotter than a clown bouncing on a pogo stick. What else jumps, Aaron? What do you got? What do you got? Come on, like, uh, throw a simile at me and then you can... Uh, I don't... Listen, here's the thing. I didn't try, so I couldn't fail. All right? Like an Olympian in a track meet. Yeah. You don't miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Put that on a poster. Aaron. Aaron said that. No, you do miss 100%. All right. Well, you mangled that. The famous saying with the kitten hanging there, you know, mm-hmm. the inspirational there. poster. <laughs> <laughs> Are you referring to hang in there? <laughs> what is there? What is there? Like a sports ball on the other one? What? What's yeah, on it's that like a, inspirational it's like a, poster? Like a darkened gym with like a basketball and the Ooh, thing a spotlit in the... basketball. Yeah, uh, basket. spotlit basketball <laughs> or like a hockey. Because I Ooh. think that's it's it's attributed to both Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky in different in different <laughs> posters. Well, one of them's a biter. <laughs> so <laughs> and so she's like, oh, oh no, he looks at her and he's like, do what you like, but when you're talking to any other man, keep in mind that you belong to me completely. Hot. And it was basically a sploosh, you know? Yeah, it was a sploosh. Then they realize that he's jealous and she sort of ribs him about it and he concedes and says, it says throwing Evie a glance of bewildered annoyance, he left the room. (laughs) I just love it. Okay. So then you guys, boy, I don't know if you knew this about Sebastian, the Lord St. Vincent, but. I did. What is it? He throws good funeral. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, I'm gonna choke. <laughs> Damn. I love Ooh. this. Is the, you know the thing of like when you don't like somebody, that comedian is like whatever they do, you're like, look at that bitch eating crackers over there. Yes. When you do like somebody, it's you're like, look at that oh. man. Throw a funeral. That's Damn. Right. He does so it extravagant. <laughs> there are so many horses before that carriage. <laughs> Does that make a good... Is that what a good funeral is? Look at those brass uh, handles <laughs> on, that, on that coffin. Anyway. So... He does, though, because Ivo Jenner would have wanted, like, a really great 
big deal Fuck parades yeah. in the streets style funeral. And that's um, what he does. So And he, there is a parade. And he spends a lot of money on this, which is a big deal because like he really likes money and he tossed a lot of it away on the funeral of um this guy who shouldn't mean anything to him except that his daughter does. He did it for love. He did it for her. All right, and then she sees Joss Bullard like out in the crowd and a a shiver goes down her spine because he is a big danger. Isn't he like standing far away and the he field, is. like the stranger that's like in a hill yeah. like with an umbrella a stranger? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that guy at the Kennedy assassination, that one. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then he immediately realizes, like he's so in tune with her body that she does like the tiniest shiver and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Do you did, did I not bring the brick? Is do there need, do you need something? Sh- should we do you leave need to be cozy?" Can I make you more cozy? Yeah. Do you require coziness? Because I am your man. Is your blanket not plugged in, my dear? <laughs> we have to get this lady closer to an outlet. <laughs> get her closer to an outlet. Everybody move. No, you guys, you guys, this is a historical thing. In England times, oh. there weren't, they didn't have outlets or electric blankets. Oh, shit. Aaron, yeah. you are spitting some knowledge Mm -hmm. yeah they had what they had to do is like more like a fire situation Mm. indeed (laughs) yes indeed all right so he's like she's like oh no i'm just cold and he's like well then we must away we have to get the carriage immediately and so he takes all the guys and he he takes her away and cam she sends cam after him after bullard Mm. so in the carriage he tells her his plans of like renovating the casino and like reopening in two weeks or whatever and he's like, when that happens, when the club reopens, you're going to go live in the townhouse. And she's you will like, live with me. Wait, is that the one where he's like with me or in the country? No, in the in the townhouse. He's going to stay at the club. With him. No. Oh, right. That's right. Right, 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 right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cut it. Cut it. Is- cut it. <laughs> what? <laughs> cut <Why>? it. <laughs> I'm bad at... I- <laughs> I'm supposed to be remembering things in 2021 and I'm so bad at it. <laughs> well, now it's funny, so I'm not cutting it. Sorry. There's a lot of parts of this book where he tells her she's going to go live different places. And I've It's forgot. true. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He loves a threat. Yeah. He's going to live in the club. She's going to go live in his house. Yeah. His outward thing is like, I can't keep you safe in the club. You'll be accosted or sure. whatever. But the real thing is like, my dick cannot be in close proximity to you for three months. If I, I need can't. to win this bet. Yeah. It's very important to me. <laughs> yeah. It's very cute. And so she knows this. She's like, no, you know, he's just putting distance between us. But then after she tries to fight it, he looks at her and he goes, there's no reason for you to live at the club. You're not needed there. Mm-hmm. And boy, is that just a dagger to her insecure heart. Because what what she hears is that he doesn't need her, but he does. Just like her dad never needed her and always sent mm-hmm. her to the Maybricks. And now yeah. her husband's sending her away to the townhouse. And she yeah. is, boy, is she a sad. Also, if she's not at the club, how can she monitor whether or not he's sleeping with other bitches? Yeah. She doesn't say it out loud, but that's what Aaron was thinking. <laughs> you need to be on it. You do. You need to be circling like a hawk all yeah. the time. <laughs> all right? <laughs> Helicopter wife. You don't yeah. know what that is, Evie, but it's true. He leaves his room at night and you're just sitting out there with oh, yeah. a chair and a tea. Just She's... be like, oh, hello. <laughs> She's Were you leaving across his door at <laughs> <laughs> the outside in the hallway. Yep. Yeah, basically. But anyway, she's like, he's like, "How you're not going to know if I lose the bet. And she's like, yes, I will. I'll be able to smell it on you or whatever. Let me she smell that She doesn't say that. Dick. That's, gr- that's, that's gross. <laughs> she doesn't say that. <laughs> she does. <laughs> we talked about classic. Dick, haven't we? We have to have. 
I yeah. think we have. Yeah. yeah. Let me smell your dick is a classic. All right. It's a mm-hmm. YouTube phenomenon. If you don't know what it is, Google it up. It's hilarious. Dirty foot bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I've used that insult so many times. <laughs> have you really? Yeah, dirty foot bitches. Wow. Like women, women who take off their <laughs> heels in the club. <laughs> Gross. Oh, no, that's that's me. I know. Who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you so much. <laughs> you know what? When you're right, you're right. I'm a dirty foot bitch. It's just down to my core. <laughs> who I am. Okay. (laughs) All right. So meanwhile, Cam then goes into the rookery, which is in England times, uh, a place in London where like all the poor people live basically. And they're just packed in poor things like sardines. And it's really hard to find people in there because you can just scoop into an alley and down through a basement and up through other stuff. So he basically is like, you need to get your shit together, Bullard. You're not, this is not going to happen. And Bullard's like, I'll take her down with me. I'm never going to. Mm-hmm. And Cam realizes that he's an absolute lost cause. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then Cam comes back and he's like, we should tell St. Vincent. And she's like, no, we absolutely should not. He's already a stress ball. We shouldn't worry him about it. And instead, they decide that Cam is going to seal up all of the secret passages and secret entries into the casino so that Bullard can't get in. Which is smart, smart thing to do. Yeah, smart things. Yeah. And also, Cam comforts her about being imminently sent away. So now, we've got this montage of But did we, did we miss this sex scene? I've just got this sex scene up, and I keep waiting Ooh. for us to get to it. We just is, it did, we- is it in the billiard room? Oh, man, I don't is know where it, it happens. Is it St. Vincent in the billiard room with the cunnilingus? Is it that one? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> is it going to happen soon? <laughs> soon. This whole episode, everything we've talked about is not in my notes, but this is. Fair. Yeah. I know it's it's a hot. We'll get to it. I promise. Funeral, Bullard, Cam. <laughs> it's important to the plot mm-hmm. that we have to get to all of this. Okay, so now we've got this montage of Saint Vincent like learning the club and being an awesome boss and stuff. And then she comes down while he's learning gambling probabilities, and he says that she needs to go to bed because she's been pushing herself too hard, and she's like. I've barely been able to do anything. And also it helps with the crippling grief. And he's like, well, I know that's also why I'm letting you do it. Yeah. So then he sends Cam away because Cam is the one who's been teaching St. Vincent all the things. And Cam is a big competence boner, like all the way around. Anyway, you square it. Cam's a big competence boner. So then he's like, I'm going to torture you a little, my beautiful little wifey. He said, hi, good morning. This is where my notes start. (laughs) He says that um <laughs> that um that he's like did you think that like the 3 months was just going to be one-sided? Oh yeah. He says the higher the fire burns in me, I'm going to stoke it in you. Gosh. He talks about how he's been so tortured and she's mm-hmm. like you mean like figuratively and he's like no, I'm afraid that I mean literally. Oh yeah. 
torture. And he says he's going to torture her. And then he starts doing a big makeout on her. And she's like, we're going to be seen. And he's like, I don't care. I'm your You're my wife. wife. Yeah. Ah. You're my wife. And it's, I don't care if anybody sees. And boy. So then there, she's panting. He's between her legs. Like, she's got skirts and stuff. But he's in there. And then there's a, a very demure throat clearing that happens. And one of the workmen come up. And he's like. St. Vincent, I hate to break out this really hot makeout session, but uh, there's some issues down there. We've got three hammered workmen, and they are <sighs> going to crazy fisticuffs, and, and they're like, breaking so everything. so what? Like, everybody who <laughs> works here can punch. Like, everyone <laughs> down there is a cord, you know? Like, just punch them. I punch hear them you. Out. Punch them out of here. No. Aaron, they're testing him I know, again. But, it, but that's what his response is. Like, get this guy. And he's like, oh, he's indisposed. Get this guy. He's also indisposed. And he's like, yeah. is everyone? Do you <laughs> see what I'm doing here? <laughs> I have very important business. Is everyone in the whole club busy right now? And they're like, yes, wink. Everyone is busy. You must get to the punch-in now. So then he does. He goes all the way downstairs and boy, does he do a a pugilism with those three guys. <laughs> he's punching and a punching and he's dodging and a weaving and stuff. He's flying like a butterfly and stinging like a bee. And <laughs> eventually... Listen, he doesn't do that great. Like, he does fine, but it's not, like, that great. There are three of them. Yes, I know, but I just... One of the things that I love... Jenny's romance was making fun of me on Twitter because everything that she doesn't love about St. Vincent yeah. are the things that I love and vice versa about Derek Craven. But I love that he's, like, bad at fighting but he tries like i love <laughs> he's that he's bad kind at fighting. of he just doesn't take cheap shots he's kind of a soft boy when it comes to fighting because <laughs> yeah. he hasn't done it before he didn't grow up in the mean streets of london no he he grew up in the fancy streets of london the fancy streets right. of england times Those and so ones. he's not doing great and she keeps trying to like get in there and like try to get cam to help him and stuff and cam literally has her around the waist yeah. from getting into this fight. Yeah, because she wants to protect her man. Yeah. She's going to guard and protect his heart. All right. Yeah, no, he's he's like, you got to let him handle it so the employees will respect him. And then when the fight is over, Cam's like, you, you know, you're pretty. Oh, he says you fight like a gentleman. Yeah, because he did, like, refuse to do, like you were saying, like, he doesn't dumb stuff. Shots. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah hair pulling. He, hair pulling. Eye gouging. Crotch, crotch, kneeing, yeah, fist stomping. Nope, foot stomping. All the things they teach you to do, ladies. He wouldn't do any of those things. No, he refuses. And Cam's like, that's going to be more dangerous for you and the patrons. Like, we all have to take turns doing mm. the security in here, and that includes the boss historically. So, like, the longer you and the patrons are are fighting the higher the chance that both of you are going to be gravely injured in one way or another. So, like, you just have to put them down. That's all. And so they bring over this guy, and he's a good fighter. And so he flips St. Vincent over his shoulder, and they're showing him some moves and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's pretty great. Well, because he, he says to Cam, like, I have standards, and, like... Yeah. And and Cam's like, no, but you you can't have, like, standards in this one area of your life and then have no standards in the whole rest of your life. Like, you're right. the owner of a gambling club now. So he talks him into... Yeah, no, Cam is like, respectfully, you need to choose 
which set of standards you want to live by and then put all of your life in that column. Yeah. You can't own a gambling club, but refuse to fight like a gambling club owner. Mm -hmm. You can't be a gentleman, but like, you know, be with the working men or whatever. So yeah, Cam gives him a really respectful dressing down and St. Vincent does that thing where he's like, I have heard what you are saying Uh and I'm going to go think about it. Yep. Um, That's really cute. So, so then our friends come over. Yeah, there's a whole chapter with Annabelle and Daisy, and I don't want to get into it. Let's skip it. Well, it's cute. let's skip it, but let's also say that, like, you know that friend that did... Wait, is it just Annabelle and Daisy? It's not Lillian yet? No, it's not. No, she's still in her oh, honeymoon. Oh, okay. Let's kind of skip it. But this is where Daisy gets schnurfled, is it not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she You goes- guys remember how we mentioned how Cam schnurfles Daisy? Yeah. That happens, and it's very high, and there's a Pegasus <sighs> tattoo. Oh, my God. And... There's a secret passage. Oh, yeah. And like a library. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's her first kiss. And she does that thing. She does that adorable thing where she's like, he's like, yeah, so how was your first kiss? And she's like, it was fine. And he's like, oh, hell no. And then mm-hmm. he goes in for like another one. Oh, it's a very sexy. But we don't have time for that. So. Yeah. And also her friends are like, this bed is bad. He's going to cheat on on the bed. She tells him about the bed. The three month oh, thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There, no one has like, confidence in this situation. No, not at all. So she comes down. Okay, so now he's with the Masons, all right, and she comes down and she says, "Oh, I'm kind of bored and hungry and uh, blah blah blah." And he's like, "Well, I can definitely fix Would that." You like to play pool with me in the <laughs> billiards room? <laughs> Hi, That's the one. Aaron has arrived. Good evening. It's me, Aaron, and I'm here. Hello. Aaron has things to contribute. So they go into that billiards room and he like probably feeds her again and stuff. Oh, God. He's always got snacks. Uh, I know. He's, he's, always, <laughs> he's always got snacks. He's always cozy. He's always mm-hmm. plugging your blanket in for you. And he's so playful. Then he starts to show her the proper motions of acoustic. Okay. I have a question for you, Aaron. Yes. Aaron. That is, is this how you hold your acoustic or do you hold it the other way? I don't know because I didn't pay attention to how they held acoustic. How dare you? It's one of the most important sections of this sequence. I just knew there was a press up against and a lean over. Yeah, that happens too. So he teaches her to do it where um, your index finger is like completely around the acoustic and then it's sitting on the rest of your hand. And so then he's showing her in and out, practice strokes, practice strokes. And then he notices that she's looking at it being like, that looks like a penis in a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> what a and then he thing says, to get horny about. <laughs> well, she's very, she's, she's know, on edge. I get yeah, it. I get it. Come on. Um, and he looks at her and he says, actually, he does not look at her because remember, he's leaning over her and he's right. got his penis pressed up against her ass and stuff. Uh-huh. And he breathes down her neck and into her ear and he says, shame on you. No proper young woman would have such thoughts. Because he knows. He knows what he's doing. No, that's not how I hold a cue stick. Good. I, I think there have you been do, times where I have. You do this, maybe. right? With the, in, in the crook of your, in yeah. the crook of your thumb. But I think there might be an instance to do it the other way. I think I have done it that way before. Yeah, Sure. But it's, but I think I mean, usually it's the it's like this, like the it's crook. so much harder because you have to you have to chalk your hand so much more. You're constantly chalking your index finger. Ugh, I don't like it. You chalk your finger? 
Is that a thing? So there's all right. So there's the blue chalk that you put on the pool cue, and then yeah. a lot of times they'll have another like white chalk around, a big block of white chalk, so that you can keep your like rock climbing, sort of, yeah, so that you can keep your hands dry and smooth. Because otherwise, when you do it with the index finger, you end up going because it sticks to a sweaty hand. Mm, my hands so are always dry sure. and smooth. Wow, I never wow. get nervous at all. <laughs> what a weird brag. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if, if like somebody went to a pool hall and had like the little bag of chalk people use for rock climbing? Yeah. No, it's just not dunk like their that. hands yeah, in there every a, time. It's not a bag. Or uh, at gymnastics, they do it too. Right. You know? It's not loose chalk. Right. But wouldn't yeah, it no. be great though? It would be really funny. They're just like, I am so clapping. serious about pool. <laughs> I will cover everyone in here in chalk. All Ooh, right. I love it. Okay. Sorry. So we got off track. No, so they yeah, play that pool. He's showing her trick shots and stuff he's teaching her things mm-hmm. there's a lot of touching and flirting and he says he says something about like he's he makes a lot of self-deprecating jokes and so he says god help me if i lose my looks as if like i'll have nothing left and she without thinking about it says i wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. mind and he's you like lose your looks what yeah, and she says, I wouldn't mind. Because he's like, but looks. I'm so handsome. Like, right. And she's like, I would still want you to be my husband for all the other reasons that you're great. <gasps> and uh, he does a big man swoon. Mm-hmm. Big man swoon. He has to like school his features. And then he definitely pushes her up against the door and locks mm-hmm. it and then lifts her skirts up and he, he commands that she hold them up at her waist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he does that kind of link in the billiards room. You know? Back to you, John. <laughs> <laughs> and then he did the conolingus in the billiards room. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's but oh god, it's like you because he can kiss her and she didn't she didn't say where, when, or how long he's oh gonna my gosh. Oh it was so good. It was so You didn't good. specify where. Oh. All right, so now it's reopening. And it's like night. kind of like a little bit public too. Like I know that he locked the door, but it's like in the like it's oh, it's right by the hallway, you and know, you know that those walls are not thick. Like she yeah. had, to, she had to like keep her voice down because if she cried out in the ecstasy that she wanted to, everybody would have mm-hmm. known. And yeah. like, who cares? like no one's gonna yeah. walk in. It's not public like that, but it's it's just a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, it's at work. You know, it's at. Work. I gotta tell you, if I was in Evie's position, mm-hmm. I don't think I would. Uh, I don't think I would keep it down. You're a performer, Melody, and you know that. It's been said on the podcast before. <laughs> I'm not Melody, a performer. Melody, the exhibitionist, is not a secret. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, with a husband What's like the Saint one Vincent, we read where the guy, like, carried know. the lady over his head to go oh, yeah. do her on the stage? The Pied Piper of Pied That is Nicola Davidson's Duke of Shit. The Viscount of Vices. Vices of the Viscount. God damn it. I count the vice. <laughs> Google it. You guys get it. You'll get it. It's You'll good. find it. Nicola Davidson, heaving bosoms. Google that up. Anyway, I'm saying the, the exhibitionist um, side <laughs> of you, I think, came out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it is no longer a secret. I mean. Oh, boy. It's July, folks. That means new Bonkers Book Club selections. And let me tell you, 
our cup runneth over. First, there's a historical smorgasbord. You get the entire box set of Nicola Davidson's Surrey SFS series. If you're not familiar, that stands for Sexual Freedom Society. This box set includes five ridiculously spicy historicals with a variety of gender pairings and trios and so much more that makes my heart sing. Then Jenny and Katie are offering up one of their all-time favorites, Brutal Prince by Sophie Lark. That's the mafia book where the heroine accidentally sets the hero's house on fire and then makes sure her mouth is full of strawberries because she knows he's extremely allergic. Best wedding kiss ever, right? And then we decided to do a little bonus. We wanted to see if audiobooks are something you'd like as part of book club. And Kay Lorraine and Meg Ann have a series called The Mate Games. You get to listen to book one, Obsession. It's a paranormal reverse harem that's done with duet narration. And the cast of narrators is insanely good. So Joybringers have tons to look forward to. If you want to join, check out our website. The link is in the show notes. So now it's reopening night, everyone. It's, it's the night. Yes. I don't have any highlighting for some time. Oh, I do. I have all the highlighting. Okay. All right. So he pulls her into the office and he's like, why are you still here? You should have been gone eight hours ago. Oh, it yeah, is, yeah, in yeah. fact, your deadline. And she goes, oh, I'm, um, I'm just still packing. Packing like, all my things. I have so many for things. Three days. You only have six gowns. You are, you're dawdling. And she's, mm -hmm. <laughs> she's so cute because she's like, well, it is dinner time. And like, is it so awful to like maybe want a last meal? <laughs> <laughs> and so they're bickering back and forth about that. And then stomp, stomp, stomp. Westcliff comes in. Oh, the Lord if you Westcliff. you do recall. Yes. Sebastian St. Vincent did kidnap and try to rape his now wife. And then yes. Westcliff did beat the shit out of him. Yeah, he is, in fact, an aggrieved former friend. Mm-hmm. And Evie immediately takes Sebastian's side because she's like standing right next to him. And Sebastian, like a fucking asshole, oh, goes, How was the honeymoon? <laughs> <laughs> I love him. It's the first thing out of his mouth. I love him so much. So Westcliff is like, Hey, Lillian sent me over here because we need you to know that you always have a safe space. Yeah, in our he house. doesn't even. Sebastian's like, How was the honeymoon? Westcliff doesn't even address him. Yeah. He immediately goes over to Evie and is like, I need to know whether you're here against your will. Hey, girl. I need to know whether you're okay. I'm about to be your knight in shining armor. Get on my white horse. I can't wait to beat the shit out of this guy a second time. I'd love to. Love to. Got my brass knuckles out. So she's like, oh, no, this is great. I love my situation. I'm the one who proposed to him. It is the perfect blah, blah, blah. Also, I really don't think that my husband would have done this had he known that you and Lillian were a love match because he, you are his closest friend since childhood and he loves no. you and I know it. What a mistake. Of, oh, of, God. Of, uh, that totally excuses it. You know, like that one mistake of logic just, eh. Bad in I a know. way. But I love this. Oh, yes, sorry. In St. Vincent's inner monologue. Is that what you're going to talk about? No, I was going to talk about some more snark. Please. Oh, well, that'll happen continue. later. Yeah. But the, the inner monologue leads up to the snark because he's like, holy shit. She's like standing right next to me as if we are a team. And this is mm -hmm. weird. Holy fuck. She's defending me. And she's defending 
indefensible actions, right? right? Like, holy balls. Against her best friend. Against her best friend. Yeah. And then he is like, and then, oh, there's something else that like really tips him over the edge. Oh, it's that he does not apologize, not even by proxy. No. (laughs) And so he looks at her and he's like, what is it going to take to get you out of here? I want you out of my sight. Like, go to Westcliff if you have to, but you need to leave. And she, in the most... Oh, wait. Is there more snark? I Yeah, I think we're past my snark. I'm sorry. Tell me everything. Tell the listener. So, listener is on the edge of their seat. <laughs> <laughs> she said that with such sincerity. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Prove me wrong, oh, okay. listener. At me. So... She says, in regard to the marriage, that she doesn't regret her decision, I would do it again without hesitation. Lord St. Vincent has been nothing but kind to me. She's She's lying, lying, of course. (laughs) Sebastian said with a callous laugh. (laughs) (laughs) While his pulse began to vibrate frantically in his veins, with Evie's soft body tucked against his side, he could feel her warmth, smell her skin. He couldn't understand why she was trying to defend him. That's the inner monologue you're referring to. Yes. I have been a bastard to her, he told Westcliff flatly. Fortunately for me, Lady St. Vincent was so ill-used by her family for so long that she has no conception of what it is to be treated well. (laughs) That's not true, Evie said to Westcliff. (laughs) Uh, I just, I just, I love that even in this very tense situation where it really behooves him for his wife to be like, I'm not here under duress. Mm -hmm. He's a good man and I love him. He he can't let anybody think that. He's like, no, Oh, terrible. I'm terrible. I'm this one as well. <laughs> Whoa. Like, he's really, he's working on that, that bad guy laugh. He's yep. like mustache twirling for effect. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Aaron just got so turned on. Stop <laughs> it. I'm I'm sorry. Am I confusing you? Are you having yes. a... Oh. You are my pet. <laughs> oh, no. Don't. <laughs> We are platonic friends, Aaron. Don't. I'll do a big confuse. Okay. <laughs> All right. She So he tells her to get the fuck out. Yeah. And she's like, so she does the dignified lady. She just looks at him with this piercing gaze. And then she tosses her nose up and she leaves the room. And then she starts going out the thing. And, and Westcliff is like, hey, bro. You're a different man. I've never mm-hmm. I've never met this St. Vincent and it seems like you might be pretty attached to your wife and stuff. Right. And Sebastian's like, "God, we can talk about it later, but I really need to make sure that I apologize to her and get her safely." Well, I can't let her go through the club either yeah. without me being because what if somebody what if somebody cops a feel, accosts yeah. her? Uh-huh. I will not have anybody hurting my wife, my beloved wife who I love so much. Who I don't want exactly. to exactly disagree. Never mind. What? But it's what like I just say? Same, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the same conversation where he's like, I don't love her at all, but I must go escort her so no one touches her inappropriately. <laughs> yeah. And I don't give a shit what happens to her, but I must leave right now in case something happens to her. So please, it's very, very funny. It's so cute. Okay. So she's really far ahead of him. She's like 30 paces. <laughs> <laughs> Melody is making that up, listener. <laughs> and it's a crowded club and stuff. So he makes eye contact with Cam, who is all the way across the room, which is at least a football field, I'm sure of it. And Cam is like, oh, I got I got eyes on her. She's going to come over here. But then something gets a little prickly in both he and Cam's bodies. And Cam's like looking around, being like, what's amiss? And he's like, what's going on? I don't know. And then up in the balcony 
It's a flash. He spies Joss Bullard with a pistol. And so he takes off like a bat out of hell. And he's a running and he's like a gazelle. And he's getting on tables and pushing people down. And he's doing backflips to get over there. Like a clown on a pogo stick doing a performance for a big crowd. Boing, boing, boing as fast as he can toward her. It's the fastest way to get there. And so he does get there. (laughs) And then, but bang. Yeah, but he also tackles her and Clack. he turns around. Bang. And oh, he's hit. And she tackles to the floor. Yeah. And she's like, Why did you push me down? You're right. really mean right now. <laughs> what was that sound? Also, it was, what was that very big loud. bang sound like a gunshot. Why did you push me? And he's and he, very his like, immediately is he's like, okay? Are you okay? Can I touch you I'm everywhere gonna, to make sure there's I'm no holes in you? Do a do a hand rake to make sure there's no holes. Meanwhile, she can feel the blood going from his side and across his, his very nice, well-fitted clothes. <laughs> Just saturating that tailored suit that he's wearing. <laughs> All right. So then she, Evie you know, comes around real quick. She She's picking up what the universe has thrown down now. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, my husband has been shot. And Westcliff comes over. And, oh my god, he looks at her. He says, this is what I get for trying to appear heroic. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stick to villainy from now on. It's much mm-hmm. safer. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. But before that, when everybody kind of, like, descends on him, like mm-hmm. Cam and Westcliff and all these guys, he's like, that guy, Bowler, he was aiming at Evie. You need to yeah. keep her flight. Like, you need to get her out of here. Like, he's Protect still my here. wife. Keep her safe. Yeah. 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 Keep my wife safe. And and Westcliff is very like, nothing's going to happen to your wife, who I know you love so much. Mm-hmm. So he does tell him about Bullard. And he's like, well, do you think that he shot Evie because he was getting back at you? And that's the best way to hurt you? And mm-hmm. Sebastian's like, no, that's crazy. Everybody knows this isn't a love match. Like, what? <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> Meanwhile, they they pull his shirt apart. They, Evie, Evie, pulls his shirt apart, and then her hand slips beneath the mound of coats to reach the bare surface of his chest. Uh, I'm reading. If please, it's not clear, I please. don't say words that good and pretty. <laughs> her palm rested over the weak, the weak throb of his heart, and her uh-huh. fingertips traced over the thread of a fine gold chain that hung around his neck. Following the chain, she discovered the Scottish gold wedding brand dangling from the end of it (sighs) sebastian had not wanted her to find out that he wore the ring beneath his clothes agitated he whispered means nothing just wanted to keep it safe for you (laughs) (laughs) i understand (laughs) i'm obsessed with him (laughs) obsessed okay all right so then he looks at westcliff and he's like I'm so sorry about that thing I did do to your fiancé now, wife, but also because I am so sorry, I really need you to keep my bitch safe. You've got to keep Evie safe, please, Westcliff. Like, everything in me needs you to keep her safe. And Westcliff's like, of course I will. I'm the most honorable man on the planet. So, wow. Also, Aaron, you know how much I love a sickbed scene. (laughs) Yes, but also in this part where he's, like, losing consciousness, I yes. made the note, just like the X-Files, and now I have no idea what I meant. <laughs> Sarah, help me. Oh, you know what? So the important thing about the that is that, oh, she looks at him and she's like, hey, by the way, 
you've given me the perfect reason to stay here. I'm going to stay mm-hmm. here until you're back on your feet. So, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm staying here. Uh, maybe that was why. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't. I wow. have no idea. Sarah, H.P. Sarah, Sarah Whitney, famous author and friend. Yeah. Close, close friend of mine, famous author, Sarah. Um, <laughs> would you mind reading this passage and telling me what I meant? Because I can't. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So they they get him upstairs, and the doctor goes in, and he is one of those Western quacks who believes in poisoned blood and humors and bleeding and stuff. And he's like, "Well, it's a through and through, and it should be fine, but there's gonna be a fever, and like we gotta watch it." So oh, he looks at her and he says, "Evie, go with Westcliff after." Yeah. And she doesn't know what she means. And she's like, after, after what? And then she realizes he means his looming death. Because she's like relieved <sighs> that like right. the bullet hasn't hit any organs. So she's like, oh, we're good. Because if you recall, yeah. Evie, anti-masker, right. anti-vaxxer, <laughs> yeah, does yeah, not yeah. understand medicine yeah. Yeah. To, at all. Boy. But Sebastian understands that even though it hasn't hit any vital organs, he's not in the clear. Infected. And that's going to be the thing that kills him. Yeah. So she's like, no, absolutely not. There's going to be no after. I'll take care of you till you're better. And I think she says something like, if my love can hold you here, it will. Oh, my God. If my love can hold you here. balls. Jeez. So then the fever comes. The fever, the inevitable fever gets there. He gets real sick. Yeah. And the doctor, she brings the doctor back. And he's like, Milady, we have to do all the bleeding. We have to bleed him until he dies. And she's like, boy, that sounds like a great idea, a great doctor. idea. You're I... a doctor. You know medicines. And St. Vincent is like, no, I will actually die if this quack does that to me. Like, you may, like you can't let him. You can't let him. Evie, you can't, can't, can't. And she's really mm-hmm. torn because the doctor is in her ear being like, he's a fevered. Mm-hmm. He's not even going to remember this. He's He can't make any uh, solid choices. Mm-hmm. But she does back her husband up and she's like yeah. he's gonna make he is able to make his but own I was a little bit I medical mean choices I was happy that Evie let him make his own medical choices but mm-hmm. I was also like listen if Evie treated Sebastian like Sebastian treated Evie earlier in the book where mm-hmm. he did not allow her to make her own medical decisions about her own body what when she didn't want to wear a mask it's just I, I'm I'm glad I, that I, that didn't happen. Me too. I'm just like, but I, a little bit, I, I was just a little bit like, hey. <laughs> it's a little. Oh, you thought like, she would like do a petty and be like, you no, didn't I didn't let think me she would. But I just, I just felt a little bit, I told you so. Like, I just felt a little bit like, hmm, well, if I treated you like you treated me, it oh. would be, if I were like, um, oh, he belongs to me, he's my husband, I'll let his blood out as much as I want because that's what she <laughs> thinks is gonna save him you know she is pro bloodletting yeah she, yeah because she's a big she's a big dumb she, dummy again she's about this sort not of thing. good at these things yeah. right anyway. you know what though that's all the gender politics i agree like, there was no way evie was never going to was going to do that because you know the well, i'm glad the she listened to him i'm glad that he decisions. was i'm glad she listened to him and i'm glad he forced her to wear a mask i'm just saying yeah yeah, yeah. So, okay, so then she's standing by him as the, the doctor flounces out because now he he has been maligned and she's like crying over him and she's like, what are we going to do now that the only doctor, like the best doctor in London won't come here? And he, mm-hmm. he's like, no doctors, I just need you, just you. 
And man, so then the fever, boy, it gets way worse. Okay. And Cam comes into the room. Yeah. And she's like, she's doing, she's been up for three days now. It's like three days in. Yeah. If not more, she's been swabbing and she's got Mm -hmm. the, the things open and she's trying so hard. So Cam comes in to check on them. And he's like, my grandmother was a healer. And she did this moss stuff and she irrigated the the wound with salt water. The four o'clock plant. There's a four o'clock plant that he must chew to get the fever down. A chewing plant. Yes. And Evie's like, cool, yes, let's try all of that. And then Westcliff and Lillian show up and Lillian is hilarious throughout this. We'll get to it. But Westcliff's like, yeah, and also turpentine. And Lillian's like, yeah, and, and garlic juice. And, yeah. and Evie's like, put it in a vat. Yeah, Just Evie's put like, it all, all together. I don't Evie care. <laughs> Anti-vax, anti-mask. She thinks an oil can cure anything. Like <laughs> Evie's like, if it's an essential oil, pour it on my husband's gunshot wound because it probably works. <laughs> That's not how it is. She's desperate and she's listening to the wise people around her. Erin. No, these things work, obviously. Yes. But it, this is this not is an essential good. oil This is situation. much better than the bloodletting. I'm just making <laughs> jokes. I'm making jokes. Jeez. No, I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh, boy. It's July, folks. That means new Bonkers Book Club selections. And let me tell you, our cup runneth over. First, there's a historical smorgasbord. You get the entire box set of Nicola Davidson's Surrey SFS series. If you're not familiar, that stands for Sexual Freedom Society. This box set includes five ridiculously spicy historicals with a variety of gender pairings and trios, and so much more that makes my heart sing. Then, Jenny and Katie are offering up one of their all-time favorites, Brutal Prince by Sophie Lark. That's the mafia book where the heroine accidentally sets the hero's house on fire, and then makes sure her mouth is full of strawberries because she knows he's extremely allergic. Best wedding kiss ever, right? And then we decided to do a little bonus. We wanted to see if audiobooks are something you'd like as part of book club. And Kay Lorraine and Meg Ann have a series called The Mate Games. You get to listen to book one, Obsession. It's a paranormal reverse harem that's done with duet narration. And the cast of narrators is insanely good. So, Joybringers have tons to look forward to. If you want to join, check out our website. The link is in the show notes. All right, so Lillian, P.S. Yeah, I was going to say. Is going off and she's like, he's not going to die, you know. It's only nice, saintly people who suffer untimely deaths. She gave a quiet laugh. Whereas selfish bastards like St. Mm-hmm. Vincent live to torment other people for decades. Yeah. And Evie's like, it's I all love like him. that. I love him, Lily. And Napoleon's like, you can't. You can't. Come You're, on. Oh, like, you, you sweet dumb dumb. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, bless <laughs> your heart. You idiot. Wow. <laughs> You've fallen for it. Oh. I, do, I do love that that's what, like, the route she takes instead of, like, being mad at her for falling oh, yeah. in love with her would-be rapist. Uh-huh. She's just like, oh, you sweet summer child. Like, yeah. I have no idea <laughs> this man is taking you for all your worth. <laughs> it's really cute. 
Yeah. So then they do that actual medicine mm-hmm. and he gets better. And yeah, oh, there's garlic juice involved, vinegar, and actual turpentine. Vinegar yeah, and turpentine, pine yeah. tree resin. That's after- all the and then oh, and then a honey poultice, because honey is actually a really good antibacterial, FYI. But it is. Mm-hmm. What are you? Honey doesn't kill bacteria, but it does. It does. It does not. It does. It stops it. Yeah. What well, is that? Not what an antibacterial is. I thought an antibacterial has to murder it. Oh, I don't. I don't. I didn't oh, know there was a antibacterial had to scare it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like honey does the scaring off. You know, yeah, or like the well, barricade, maybe, like and then the antibacterial Listen, is like axes. Heaving, heaving bosoms <laughs> is not doctors. <laughs> we Don't. do science very little. No, yeah, we are no. sort of an Evie, except we listen to smart people. We do. We listen to the doctors, but yeah, we are not doctors. We are Evie in the second half. You right, know, yes. Act two, we're act two Evies. Act two Evies. Act one Evies can go fuck act themselves. Act two Evie does, does not listen to that doctor. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> he wasn't a doctor. He was a quack. But he's the one with the medical license. All of these people are just saying folk remedies. They just happen to be the things that work. They're better remedies. I know. In and real Western- life they are. It's just we're saying we listen to doctors. <laughs> but in the thing, the doctor is the one that's wrong. <laughs> listen to doctors. Do um, <laughs> Make this all. Do the, do the right thing, HBs. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the CDC and stuff. The doctors. Now right. times doctors. Now times. Right. Yeah. So he gets so better that, um, well, also she sleeps for like three days because she's been up for a week yeah. tending him. She like closes her eyes and then three days go by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Lillian comes in and she's like, I have good news and bad news. The bad news or the good news is that he's better. And the bad news is that you're probably going to have to be married to him for the rest your of your whole life. life. It's the oh. worst. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, hey, Westcliff thinks that he's like in love with you. What's that? Yeah. About? And yeah. Evie's like, no, God, no. Of course he's of course not. So. He says it all the time. Right. And then she says you would appeal. He Westcliff says that you would appeal to St. Vincent's deepest fantasy. Oh, deepest, shit. most secretest fantasy, which yeah. is like a good lady likes him, like a good, innocent, pure lady likes him, sees his merits, sees sees who he really is underneath all his bluster. Hot, which is really funny because as soon as you said you appealed to his deepest fantasies, I immediately thought lady in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's kind of that too. Yeah. Okay, so now he turns into a terrible patient. All of a sudden, as soon as he's a tiny bit better, he is cantankerous. He's yes. mad that he's not healed immediately. Uh-huh. It's so hot. He's always ringing the bell to make her come back. Yes. And so she gives him a bath. He keeps ringing the bell because he misses her. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Okay. I do have one thing to read. Okay. So he's sitting there and it's his inner monologue and it says, He, who had never feared anything, was terrified of the power she had over him. And he was afraid of his own desire to have her with him every minute of the day, to stare at her, to hear her voice. He craved her touch. His skin seemed to drink in every caress of her fingers, as if the sensation of her could be woven into the human fabric of his body. It was different from mere sexual need. It was some kind of pathetic, full-blown addiction, 
for which there seemed to be no remedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love. <sighs> I know. So she bathes him and shaves him and stuff. Remember how he taught her how to shave? She now uses mm-hmm. it on him. Yep. And then she's soaked. Okay, she all of her clothes are wet, and you can almost like see but her wait, nipples and I, stuff. Listen, what he keeps ringing that bell all the time because he misses her. Yeah, and he doesn't really need things, and he's annoying the shit out of her because she keeps turning around and coming back, and then he's just like, "Can I tell you what he needs now?" Yeah, well, uh, yeah. She goes, she goes in, and she's like, "Yes, darling," and he's like, "I need my curtains open. It's so dark in here." And she's like, you couldn't have waited four minutes for me to get changed? And he's like, I just, do you notice how dark it is in here? Because it's super dark. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I can absolutely do that. And she does. And she looks at me and she goes, anything else, my sweet, my sweeting? Uh-huh. And he's like, there's a speck in my water. So I need you to get the speck out of my water. <laughs> so she comes over and she's like, it's funny. I don't see a speck. And he's like, do you want to argue with me about the speck. obvious speck? Or do you just want to get me a new water? <laughs> she's like. I'd love to get you a nude water, you absolute dreamboat. And then something, oh, and he's like, in my bandage, gosh, it's so uncomfortable. It's so tight and I can't, I can't reach it, you know, with my big man arms. Certainly uh-huh. can't reach it. I need another person's arms, preferably yours. Touch me. <laughs> and so she comes over and, oh, he talks about the way that the glance of her hand against his back and the way that he just like melts over it and stuff. <laughs> <sighs> and so she says, you know what I think? you hmm. adorable hmm. person hmm. is that you just ring the bell because you might be lonely do you think that's the case he's like lonely i've never been lonely in my life i love my own company lonely <laughs> how dare you and she's like i don't know i just think that if you wanted me to be around mm-hmm. it's very cute and then and then and then and then this is this is when she does it right wait wait, wait. so also the other thing he said is that yeah. when she's touching him, she touches his chest. She like fingers her wedding ring, and uh-huh. he's like, "Take it, take it off, take it off, take put that, it on the dresser." Off. I don't even. I don't like it. I hate it. It's so annoying. It gets in the way, and she's like, "Gets in the way of what?" And he's like, "Stuff, stuff that I like to do." It gets in the way of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so then she walks over like enough feet away, and she starts undoing her chemise, and she's like, "Oh no, no, no!" Before the no, yeah. Okay, so she's sitting on the edge of the bed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and you know what else I think? And he's like, what? What is it possibly that you could think? I'm trying to rest over here. Mm-hmm. You're so mm-hmm. loud. <laughs> and she's like, I think that you're going to lose the bet. And he's mm-hmm. like, what? Ha! I'm not I in any. I'm bedridden. <laughs> <laughs> I am not in any condition to pursue women. <laughs> and she's like, I don't think you're going to lose it to- with other women. I think you're going to lose it with me. Uh-huh. And he's like, you cheater McGee. And she's like, watch this cheater McGee take off of all of her clothes. Button snaps all the things. Ties those. And he's like, no, stop. I couldn't possibly. No, I have a gunshot wound. Whoa. And she's like, oh, darling, I will be gentle with you. So Don't worry. You. Uh, it's so good. And then she gets up and and then he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I can feel her whole body against me. And she puts her leg between his legs and he's like, I can feel that muff on my hip. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And he's like, stop it. I I was going to do I'm going to do the bet. I was going to I'm going to prove this to you. I I need to prove myself. And then he's like, nah, stop doing that, though. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, I think maybe I'm going to try to go down on you for the first time in my life. 
Uh-huh. And he almost loses his mind. And then she crawls up him and he's like, no, really, Evie, we can't. I need to prove myself. And she goes, I didn't make this much fuss on our wedding night. And like, yeah. I was a virgin. So, so like, maybe can you just shut up? It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold oh, my so beer. Good. I'm going to put it in me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, boy, they have that sex. They do it. You know? Back to you, Barbara. (laughs) Barbara! (laughs) She does. Put it in her. Back to you, Barbara. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and it's like revelatory, and it's everything he needs. It's the itch he didn't know he needed scratched. Ugh, it's good, and now he's healed. <laughs> he, just, he looks under the the bandage, and it's just smooth skin under there. And it's good. <laughs> but part of the bet was that if he lost the bet, not only did he not get to have sex with her forever, but also he had to apologize to Lord Westcliff, right, for that tinsy tiny little tinsy little <laughs> kidnap. A um, super so forgivable then, rape threat. You yeah, know? she basically like climbs off him and yeah. is like, "Oh no, you did lose that bet. Um, so now you have to apologize to Lord Westcliff. Like that's rough." <laughs> Actually, what she says is, "We're gonna have to think of a new forfeit." Oh, because, because he did. He did already. I know you already. You apologized <laughs> to your best friend and my best friend, and he thinks to himself, "God damn it, I did it on purpose when she wasn't there." <laughs> <laughs> I hate that she knows. It's uh. so. He's the Okay, so the next night, he's back downstairs. He's at the hazard tables. The hazard room, maybe, mm-hmm. is what it's called. The room with the tables and the gambling. Sure. And Westcliff is impressed, and he's got news about some the gun that Bullard used. And she thanks him for saving her husband's life, and he looks at her dead in the face, and he says, Evie, you saved his life when you asked him to marry you. Woo! Oh! Everybody is so swoon! Uh-huh. All right, so she goes upstairs, and she decides that she's going to sleep in his room. She's done playing mm-hmm. games with him. Yep. She is not going to beat around the bush. She wants to sleep with her husband. It's what she's going to do. So he comes in, and he's, his neck, his necktie is uh-huh. open, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he ambles over to her, and he looks at her, and he says, I want to make love to you. He says and some romance stuff. How did you feel about that big make love? No, I, got, I loved it. I loved every you moment did? of it. You did? You guys, you it heard it here new. first. <laughs> no! <laughs> He's totally flipped me inside out. Yep. I don't know what's happening. I'm in, I'm in the upside down. He called her child. He says words like make love, and <gasps> Melody ate it up with a spoon. A shovel. <laughs> so, <laughs> I literally got into the trough. I had to get the- <laughs> So... <laughs> I just I made Aaron drink, do a spit take. I, tried I just made Aaron do a spit I take. It in <laughs> no, it's just imagining Melody just like diving into a trough and just going. <laughs> I was basically in one of those horrendous ramen baths that are apparently uh-huh. a thing now. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, horrifying. Oh, oh uh, uh, for the record, and it's your fault. And it's I'm your anti. Fault. Yeah, of course Melody's anti making yeah. a soup bath, but yeah. it's your fault what? that I had to see it because all those HBs are like food in a bathtub. What do you guys different. think of this? You can't it eat that shit. Different. But if you hadn't said that you like to eat crackers and stuff and float around in your bathtub with all your food and your like charcuterie tray, Listen, would, I, don't, I wouldn't have ever had to know about ramen baths, noodles just floating around in a bathtub. I just want it noted for the record, HBs, that 
I do not eat food, eat food that has basically touched my asshole. And I'm a Ooh. little pissed that you thought I would. So you know what else I had to look at because of your bath meals <laughs> is the 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 meme that goes around with the styrofoam plates that has the like the oh, cheese brilliance and stuff. Oh, <laughs> you can't move. The thing is, like, it's like clockwork. Like every three months, a new HB stumbles into the group and is like, "Have you guys seen this?" And then like fifty people are like, ha, ha, ha. "It's like you guys are late, late to this party." I have seen it. It's gross. It's gross. And then, like, three months later, a brand... Hi, I'm Annabelle. Have you guys seen this? <laughs> three months later, I'm Julie. Have you guys seen this? It's re-traumatizing me every time. Those KHBs, styrofoam plates keep it floating coming. in that bathtub. <laughs> Don't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> keep it coming. Okay, so, all that right. That means no. Okay. <laughs> Only one half of us said no, though. So, you know. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but both of us say no to ramen bath. Both Please of stop us. posting it. It grosses me out. Yeah, we're done. Okay. We're done with that. Also, like, stop it with all, like, the wheat and the sodium all over your body. I don't know how that helps. Anyway. Maybe the sodium, like, pulls out. No, that's going to just put toxins know, into your body. Listen, There's MSG we, in there, probably. HBs is not dermatologists. No. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to be like, it's so sodium, but also Epsom salt. But I also know that's not salt. But also you can put rock salt in baths, which helps with the detoxifying. Because it does pull things out of your body. That. I don't know if that's science. <laughs> Just everybody talk to doctor. Okay. Oh, sorry. So, okay. So she says, I thought you didn't use the term make love. <sighs> and he says... I want to fill every part of you, breathe the air from your lungs, leave my handprints on your soul. I want to give you more pleasure than you can bear. I want to make love to you, Evie, as I have never done with anyone before. Oh my gosh. Hot. Hot. Oh, and then she's like naked on the bed and stuff and he's over her and he does this whole monologue (laughs) about how he thought he wasn't a family man, Mm -hmm. but he thinks he could do all of that with her. He wants to have a baby. Oh, and he's like, I think that... He wants to have a baby that then grows up and fucks in other books. Yes. Yes. That's what he wants. Like the hero he is. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Big speech about how he wants her to have his baby. It's It's also... It's all he does a bit. I think this is where he does the self-deprecate where he he does. He does. He says, like, I don't know if I can be half a good husband or father, but your standards are so low, I think I have half a chance (laughs) of making you happy or something. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost... It was almost verbatim what Melody said. I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) It's so good. (sighs) Okay. So then they do one of those snuggle fucks. (laughs) (laughs) What is... It's true. I forget what they're called. Is it? <laughs> what, gonna... what they're called? <laughs> the, the snuggle fucks. What are they called? <laughs> it's a position. It's a, it's a position. It's a, oh, it's a spoon. They're From spooning. behind? Like they're... <laughs> a wall of Winnipeg special? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? What do you mean what it's called? Oh, shit. A wall of Winnipeg special. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? 
Am I? Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, you are because he also pulls her leg all the way over him and he does a big clip diddle. What an incredible move pulling your leg up. Yeah. Ooh, that makes it so different than the wall of Winnipeg. Back back up. He he does does the clip diddle. He does a big dirty DJ. On her clip. Listen, was this 100% a thousand times better than the two schlurfs in a schnorpel that was the wall of Winnipeg? <laughs> Especially what did you call wall it? Wall of Winnipeg. S- snuggle fuck? Snuggle fuck. 100%. I'm just trolling you. I'm sorry. <laughs> wall of Winnipeg also didn't have an abdominal injury. He wasn't shot 10 days ago. <laughs> All right, everybody. He was supposed to be a professional athlete. And he just schnurfed twice and did a schnorfel. And then it was done. And then it was like, this is the last page of the book. Yeah, bye. (laughs) Thank you for reading 700 pages. (laughs) Blurp, blurp, blurp. Thank you for reading 700 pages about marathons and graphic design and quinoa and puzzles. (laughs) And minions, how dare she. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't catch my breath to say it. (laughs) All right, okay. We... We love you, Mariana Zapata fans. We do. Please, please love us back. This is a safe space for you too. We also make a lot of fun of ourselves. We you like know? Lukov. It's done with love. We like Lukov. That's the one. Yeah. So okay, they they do it. They do that right, but then afterwards he pulls out of her before he comes, and then he does a go down on her until mm. she comes again, and then he crawls up her, and they're doing some missionary sex. And he's like, I need you to do one one more thing, Avi. I need you to do it for me. And she's like, what can I possibly do for you? And he's like, I need you to come one more time. And she's like, I can't. <laughs> she's sleepy. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm only human. And then she's like, nah, never mind, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, turns out I can. <laughs> 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 I might be only human, but you, St. Vincent, are superhuman. In the bedroom. So then they do some pillow talks. No, um, no, no. She- I'm sorry. Oh, I have sorry. to read. I have to read about this. His coming. <laughs> uh, it's, this doesn't happen often. I, I do want to say there were a couple of times in here that was like she milked out his vol- voluptuous spurts. It's not here. It's earlier. Like that kind of stuff. You know, there's a little bit of that in here. But now he comes and it says he shook in her arms and clenched his hands into the warm spill of her hair as he gave himself over to her completely, worshiping her with every pot part of his body and spirit. Because it's it's new. It's brand new. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like this changes mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. She has changed everything, Aaron, mm-hmm. in his She's whole life. She's changed him. She saved his life the day that she asked him to marry <laughs> her. All right. So now, the next morning, she can't believe what happened. She's like, OMG, we're together forever, Z's. And, oh, because he also put the ring back on her finger. Oh, yeah. Oh, he did that ring back on her finger. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next morning, um, a Westcliff comes in, and he says, uh, Egan is the one who gave the pistol to Bullard. He found that out via some old-timey detectiving that I don't even want to get into. Yeah, whatever. And and so it's a mandate. It's time for a mandate. Because mm-hmm. they've got to go talk to Bullard. Nope. To Egan. Sure. They d- go do that. Like, I feel like we can wrap this up pretty quickly now. Right? Oh, yeah. 
So they get to Egan's house and he's like, yeah, so Bullard is a big syphilis. <laughs> you know, very yeah. late stage syphilitic. Bad syphilis. Yeah. So going a little mad. And so mm-hmm. I did take him to that syphilis hospital. And I took him uh, out to the syphilis farm. Out to the syphilis pasture. Yeah. Put him out there. There's a lot of, it's green. Yeah. <laughs> he, can, he has lots of fields he can run and play He's in. He's going to think about all the bunnies. Yeah. You know? It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine for him at the thank syphilis Thank you, John Steinbeck. You're better place. than Jack London, but, you know. Slightly. I know. Slightly. Slightly. Okay, so then he comes back and he's like, Evie, it's over. I'm so glad that you're here. He was, in fact, your brother, probably. Mm-hmm. He is dead. He died in that hospital. I saw the grave personally myself because I'm so mm-hmm. hot that even with an injury, I go do all my own legwork right. when it comes to you. And then they do it. He was buried in like an unmarked pit with all the other syphilis people. Yeah. It was syphilis times. So. Yeah. It's sad. I'm just saying it's not like he saw a gravestone that was like, Mr. Bullard lies oh, here. Joss Bullard lays here. It's no, not like it's, that. It's not like a poor Judd is dead situation It's at like, all. these are the ones that died on Tuesday. They're in right. here is what yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. And now we find out that he is the best casino boss fucking ever. He's so skilled and he's so charming and fair and wonderful. They write about him in all the newspapers. Yeah. And she runs into a dude who looks at him. Looks over the place and he's like, I've only ever seen one other man go around a casino like this. And his name was assuredly Derek Craven. (laughs) (laughs) Because I recognize Derek Craven's greatness in St. Vincent. But you're better. That's weird. There's just something about you. That just shines. I don't know. Listen, Craven didn't make coziness a priority. Yeah, so. he, t- he didn't prioritize coziness. Yeah. He's not his silver tongue. There are just a few things about you that are just like better. Yeah, and like, and Derek Craven can also probably do a better strangle, you know? He definitely can do fine. a better strangle. A more effective strangle, for sure. Yeah. Because he does, in fact, strangle. He whereas- does put his hands around a person's neck. St. Vincent and does squeeze. not do a squeeze. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he only does the verbal. He does Strangle. like a hand there, but then he doesn't squeeze because he's freaked out oh, by yeah, it. Yeah, but then he like comes down and like touches your boobs a little bit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a strangle. <laughs> okay, so the club is a big success. He, she's mm. seeing all the praise in the papers, and then she's like, oh no, as soon as I'm out of my mourning period, I'm going to be expected to like be the belle of the ball because everybody's going to want St. Vincent at their parties. Right. Oh no! And he comes in and he's like, "Babe, what's the matter? You've got you've got you want to do it or what? on your face." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "I'm so worried because I'm a stutter and I'm not going to be able yeah. to be. I'm a wallflower. Yeah, you don't understand what it was like for me. Remember how you wouldn't even talk to me because I was such a stutterer and like yeah. people are going to expect me to go to all these parties and I have social anxiety and <gasps> and, and so he pulls like, a chair up into her face care. and he says." You need to be who you are because who you are is perfect. And if you want to hang out in corners, that's fine too. I'm gonna do you behind all the potted plants. He just didn't take say me that. into the he corners didn't. with you. No, he literally is- said that. He says, I'll debauch you in gazebos and dark hallways and behind yeah. all the potted plants. He did not say potted plants. Fuck Melody. you. Do a search. <laughs> <laughs> behind potted plants, he said. Potted. P O T T E D. Plant. And <laughs> tea plant. <laughs> Search. Oh my potted god. Potted fucking plants. Behind assorted <laughs> potted plants, he says. <laughs> On balconies, Boom! beneath staircases. Oh my god. Hot. Yeah. Thank you. 
I'm sorry, but it's very it, hot. You agree that it does sound like Melody fan fiction. <laughs> it does. <laughs> All right. Okay. It actually does. But that's because St. Vincent and I have the same brain and we're perfect for each other. Shut your mouth. It's okay. I'm not a jealous woman. <laughs> what? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> oh, but Melody is. It seems what? like. <laughs> Aaron, yeah, what? Of the two of us who are going to get jealous? <laughs> Come on. Me? Me? Yeah. You think it would be me? You've literally threatened to murder all of my friends that aren't you. Have you deny it? Deny it. I, that was, <laughs> again, St. Vincent and I have the same brain. We do a big threat and we never follow through. <laughs> We're very funny that way. We're mm-hmm. super comedy gold, you know? Mm-hmm. We do everything for the bit. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So back to fucking behind potted plants. Mm-hmm. And then he tells her to go upstairs and take a bath. And he's yeah. like, I'll be up there as soon as you're done. Go have a relaxing, wonderful bath and be the lady of the house. So she goes up there and she's undressing. And there's an icicle that trails up her spine. And she's like, Slithers. oh, no. She turns around and just Bullard is there. He's, He's there. Done. He's very pussy and very bad, bad Ooh. looking. Yeah. His, and like, he has a very all... a gun. He does have a big knife. A knife. He does have a very knife. <laughs> it's a big one, though. It's ready for a stab or a big slash. I mean, I think it's I think it's so big that it might actually put out projectiles. So a gun. Is it yeah, a gun? I'm just, no, it's actually a knife. I was just trying to, you know, give you a little bit more credit. <laughs> no, I think I, I think I think we could just go with me being wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be, knife. It's probably gonna do a big slash. He does swoosh at her with the knife and then he does yeah. does uh, um <laughs> Listen, I, I herbs a lot of it. Okay. <laughs> Listen, so here's what happens. He doesn't threaten her, tries to murder her with the knife. Well, there's a maid outside and she sees him and she's like, I gotta go get everyone. And then he grabs Eve and he's like, You ruined my life. You took everything from me. Our dad hid me away like a dirty chamber pot, which was really Ew. good imagery for a syphilis guy, you know? Ew. Yeah. And then he grabs her and he puts the knife to her throat and he's like, You and me, we're gonna go see our dad in hell together. And it's going to be great. Then Sebastian comes in and he's like, easy. He does the horse girl thing. You know? (laughs) Well, I'll let Melody take it from here because she knows what the horse girl thing is. So he's like, easy. How does it go? Whoa. Easy girl. Easy girl. (laughs) He's like, we'll help you. You can convalesce here. We'll get you all the medicines. We'll make sure you're not in pain. And he's like, you're doing me a false. And Sebastian's like, I would never. And so he lets Evie go a little bit. And bang, thwack. Cam shoots him from the hallway. Oh, no. So he's dead. Kerflunk. He, d- he died. He's on the Oh, yay. Now. Actually, yay. Yeah, big, big yay. But yeah. Evie is torn because she's like, he was letting me go. And both of them were like, yeah, for yeah, 30 seconds really, yeah, until like, he listen. changed his mind again. Yeah, he's super crazy. Yeah, he's not illogical right now. And he was in a lot of pain and we probably did the right thing here. Yeah, and Cam's like, nobody should have to suffer like that. But he also just killed somebody that he actually grew up with. Mm -hmm. So it's bad. So then Sebastian puts her in a room and he's like, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. I got to take care of illegal stuff. Mm -hmm. And he and Cam go downstairs to fix everything. And then when he comes back up the next morning, he's like, Evie, I have to send you to the country. (laughs) I have to to send you to the country. country. Time. 
because it's danger and I can't have you near and I'll I'll visit you every once in a while. (laughs) She's like, the fuck you will? How dare you? You might be able to send me away, but you're not going to be able to stop me from coming back time after time because I'm in love with you (laughs) and I deserve to be with you and I deserve happiness and all the cunt licks I want and you're the man for me. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) It's much more poetic though when they said it. Yeah, when she says it. It's very sweet. And that is like the end, right? No. Oh, okay. So she comes toward him. (laughs) 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 He's like, Evie, no. A shiver ran through him as she reached up to the sides of his face, her fingers gentle on his skin. It's not what you think, he said unsteadily. She heard a trace of fear in his voice. The fear that a small boy must have felt when every woman he mm. loved had disappeared from his had life. Swept away by a merciless fever. Yeah. And so she's like, you need to give me a chance to love you unconditionally, just like I know you love me unconditionally with mm-hmm. my freckles and my stammer. And he's like, you don't be an idiot. Your freckles are wonderful. And I would never <laughs> love, love those care freckles. about your stammer. God. Who, to- who told you that I would ever make fun of your stammer? Me? Yeah. Earlier in the book? <laughs> How dare? They were wrong. um she says i love you and i need you to love me back and not in half measures and he says half measures my god i love you so much that i'm drowning in it i can't Mm. defend against it i don't know who i am anymore all i know is that if i give into it entirely he tried to control the anarchy of his breath you mean too much to me (gasps) he said raggedly Uh, but then she does talk him into it and then they smooch and it's over it's the end well, I was right about it being the end. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. wanted to read it all out loud. Yeah, that's all. Okay, okay. Yeah. I just had to say that I that I, wa- I was right. You were correct, Aaron. Yeah. So right. Yeah. So I'm right. not a jealous person, but I am a person who's right. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs it known? Indeed. All right. Wow. Do you have a lady love? I'll think of one. I have a lady love. Okay. For Christmas, Michael got me a weighted scarf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's brilliant because sometimes you can't, you can't go and sit down and put on a weighted blanket if you're feeling really anxious. Sometimes there's still stuff you have to do, whether it's computer work or getting kids lunch or walking around wherever you need to live your life through anxiety sometimes. And so he got me a weighted scarf and I just put it on my shoulders and I can still like move about and get stuff done. And yet I feel like I'm being hugged the whole time. I love feeling like being hugged. Me too. But without like a person there, that's great. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing impedes my movements like a person would. Like a whole person on my shoulders Mm -hmm. would be quite the trial. But the weighted scarf on the other hand is real nice. And you can also, like, put it on your lap if you want to, if you're sitting down. Yeah, it's great. I don't know. I don't have a lady <laughs> love. I don't know. I love that you're just looking at your bookshelf. It's not going to. Sometimes it does. <laughs> What's over there that you're looking at? Oh, there's a water bottle, legal pads, fitness orb, shred pile. Shred uh, pile. Split your shred. Do you need shredded? (laughs) I did some puzzles. Oh. 
Do you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Stay hydrated, HBs. That Stay is. Hydrated. You know what? Oh, I've got it. Tell me everything. Do you see my water bottle has so much stickers on it? I they do. Make me so happy. Go on the I internet. See, I see our charity sticker that says "Read Black Romance" on it. That's hot. I got one of those. I've got um, much X Files stickers on here, and I've got uh, magician stickers, and I've got that sticker I got at KissCon. Some brewery stickers. Stickers are great. And you can put them anywhere, and it's a thing from childhood that you can hang on to, and they can give you joy. I love a sticker. There you go. I love it, too. Yep, stickers. You All can right, literally HBs. give yourself gold stars if you need to. Woo, yeah. Indeed. Stickers. All right, HBs. <laughs> you can find us on all the places. Instagram is at Heaving Bosoms. Twitter's is at heaving underscore bosoms and we do fun shit online we just participated in a rom-com tournament that we fucking won we won yeah one okay oh my god can i just tell you real quick that i told no Michael, patreon we're doing it on patreon oh yeah 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 yeah. you can find out the funny thing that michael said to me about this tournament on our patreon which is patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast yes you can also just go there like go to our website which is heaving bosoms.com and it's got patreon it's got all of our other shit reading embrace all the stuff and um facebook we've got the page and then we've also got the group the heaving bosoms geriatric friendship cult which you should join because it's pure joy you do have to answer the questions. You have to answer those questions. You know what? This has been happening a lot. If you invite somebody to join the group, they have to answer the questions. Well, and they don't get a notification to answer oh. the questions. So you have to be like, I just invited you to this magical place. Check your notifications and figure out how to answer the questions. Yeah, because we have like 20 in there a day that are like, so-and-so invited such-and-such. And, such, and yeah. then that person never answers the questions. And eventually, we just have to like get rid of them in the list. Yeah. And also... If your friend is not in there and you invited them forever ago, it's probably because they did not answer the questions. So, like, also, invite them again. Let them know. If you're, like, if you're, like, coming into the group and, like, your your thing is, like, a little bit snarky toward either me or Melody, we're the ones that read those. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> we're we the do. ones that read them. Mm-hmm. It's us. Yep. We hand over a lot of control to the moderators. Not that, that is not one. one of the things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also... To all the people who write incredibly sweet and funny sweet, nice and awesome things. things, thank you because thank you. we read it and it makes us feel so good. It makes us feel so great. Also, the reviews on iTunes. Oh and my gosh, yeah. and all those other ones. Yeah, great. we have that goal of hitting a thousand a by thousand the end of the year. reviews. And HBs, I know you can do it. Yeah. You know? So, like, review us. It's so review fun. Us. And it makes my heart sore. And, like, on Thursday when I'm like, oh, fuck, I still have to... I still have to edit the episode. If I see a new review, I'm like, of course I need to. The HBs need me. <laughs> and I get a, a bigger shot of motivation. You don't have to write anything like, you know, super snazzy in there. No. You can just be like, they make good podcasts. Right. They do good podcasts. If you only want to rate us, that's fine too. That's fine. But it's yeah. better if you write in there. We do good love podca- it when you Good job stuff. on podcast. Yeah. that's It doesn't have to be snazzy. They give good podcasts. That'd be fine. Great, great job. Yeah. You did it. Okay. So keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love a snuggle fuck. (laughs) (laughs) 
one of those snuggle books. The Wall of Winnipeg Special, apparently. <laughs> no, not that one. The, this the, that's that's the spectrum. It's like Wall of Winnipeg <laughs> Special to like Sebastian St. Vincent Snugglefuck is yeah, yeah, the yeah. that's the pinnacle. That Wall of oh. Winnipeg one is on the bottom there, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. I will do anything <laughs> for Aaron. I'll run right into hell and back. I will do anything <laughs> for Aaron. I'll never lie to you and that's a fact. But I'll never forget the way you feel right now. I will do anything for Aaron. I will do anything for Aaron. I will do anything for Aaron. But I won't give up St. Vincent. And I will not fuck this man. He's fictional. And you could ensconce a penis with your vagina. And I have!